welcome to the Thread and Ladle podcast, where we share conversations about living a handmade life and inspire each other to practice daily acts of creativity. I'm your host, Beatrice Perrin Dolan. You're listening to episode 9, Gift Knitting, the Holidays, and Meditations on Our Loved Ones. Before I launch into today's episode, I have a few announcements to make. Today's episode is all about gifts and the holidays, and I wanted to offer a gift to you. I'm so grateful that you have chosen to come along on this journey with me and that you continue to listen to the podcast. So through the end of this month, December 2018, for those of you who are listening in the future, you can get 20% off on all my independently published patterns on Ravelry with the code SOLSTICE2018. It's my way of saying thank you. I appreciate your support. It means so much to me. I also wanted to let you know that last week I launched a pop-up shop on my website. This is the first time I have done this, and um, I wanted to say thank you for everyone who has placed an order so far. Uh, While the hand-dyed yarn is nearly gone, there's still a few embroidery kits, as well as, as some handmade stone necklaces that are handmade by my aunt. They're really beautiful. I think you'll love them as much as I love mine. You can find the shop at threadandladle.com shop, and you can shop through Friday when I'll be closing the shop for the holidays so that I can enjoy them with my family. Two weeks ago, I was so excited to share my first ever podcast interview with Casey Ryder. I have been thinking about that interview ever since I did it and thinking about the work that Casey's doing with Cashmere People Yarns. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you're going to want to. It is a great one. The work that Casey's doing is incredible. If you haven't listened to to the episode, please do. And I wanted to let you know that I'm planning a Cashmere People Yarns knit along for the new year. And I haven't shared the details yet, but I wanted to let you know so that you can get ready and just start thinking about it, just in case that means for you asking for that beautiful yarn for Christmas, or maybe buying yourself a little Christmas gift, because it's sure to be a fun knit along, and I can assure you that the yarn is amazing to knit with. If you're listening to this episode as it comes out, then you are probably in the midst of gift knitting season. Personally, I love the holiday season. The darkness really speaks to me, and the twinkling lights everywhere just make it magical. But I don't love the holiday season as it's portrayed by the media. I love baking with my kids, decorating our home, doing kind things for one another, but the commercialism of it all, it really makes me cringe. I find that to really enjoy the things I do love about this time of year, I have to put up a very high wall to keep out the things that I don't love about this time of year. I work really hard to insulate myself from the materialism of the holiday. Which is not to say that we don't buy gifts for one another, because we certainly do. But first and foremost, in our family, we make gifts. And that's what I love so much about this season. The baking, the making, the listening to music with my children, reading books with them, watching the joy and magic through their eyes. You know, in our house, often there's like a closed door and somebody is busy making a way behind the door and there's a flurry of excitement and 
there's secrets and there's joy and there's doing kindnesses for one another, and it's really special. There are also numerous studies that show how much stress surrounds the holidays for many, many people, particularly stress about finances and gift-giving obligations. I think that we all need to be the change we want to see to, quote, Gandhi completely out of context, and if we don't like the culture surrounding shopping, spending, sugar overload, then we can start to make those changes in our own families, in our own homes, as hard as it might seem to go against the, the current of social norms. I thought it worth talking about today because perhaps it's on your minds too, and because for many of us makers, this is a really busy time of making gifts. I wanted to chat about some of the ways I block out the things I don't enjoy in order to f- more fully enjoy the things I do enjoy. Here are some of the things I find myself working hard at. Staying away from stores. Whenever I, I lose sight of this one and happen to go into a store, I get completely overwhelmed and walk out. I stay away from the television, which is easy for me since I don't have a television, but I find the commercials and all of that that sort of just tell you to go shop and go do Black Friday and you can get deals and sweatshirts for the whole family. They completely overwhelm me and they completely make me lose sight of what I want to be doing in this season. And this one is really hard, but I also try to stay away from gatherings that are centered around gifts or shopping or materialism. That can be tricky because if you are in a social situation with family or friends and there's tons of gifts, it might be hard for you to stay away. The things I try to do more of are to emphasize the activities and the people that are in our lives. That means I'm emphasizing the people in my home, my kids and my husband, by spending quality time with my children and my family, by decorating and getting books out from the library, baking, and spending a lot of time making things for others. And it's really become pretty clear that our our children have begun to to really receive that message as they they now talk about the things they want to make and ask to make things for people and participate fully in making Christmas cards and things for people, though they still need quite a lot of parent support with that at this age. We spend time with friends and family. We, We used to host an annual cookie swap, or a Christmas brunch potluck, and we're trying to get back to that. So this year we had a cookie swap for the first time in years, and that was a lot of fun. We focus on handmade gifts, even when they're small tokens, like a handmade Christmas card. A heartfelt letter can be much more meaningful than another mug, and we try not to let the social expectations of this season change how I want myself and my family to experience this time of year I try not to spend money I don't have on gifts for far too many people simply out of social expectation. In some ways, I think that can be like being on a diet. If you've ever been on a diet in a social situation, it can be really hard. Sometimes if you go to a party, there there isn't any health food to eat there. Or if you're not eating sugar, you know, people start to sort of push sugar on you. And I think that The holidays can be like that, too. If you're not partaking in the commercialism of the holiday, people can start to get a little pushy about that or start to get offended, and it's really a tricky thing to do. While I really don't like shopping or spending money I don't have on people, I do love giving handmade gifts. 
And gift giving has a lot of social implications. I thought I'd share this quote from a New York Times article, which I will link to in the show notes. Gift giving has long been a favorite subject for studies on human behavior, with psychologists, anthropologists, economists, and marketers all weighing in. They have found that giving gifts is a surprisingly complex and important part of human interaction, helping to define relationships and strengthen bonds with family and friends. Indeed, psychologists say it is often the giver rather than the recipient who reaps the biggest psychological gains from giving a gift. I wanted to share that just because I think sometimes when we get overwhelmed uh, with this season or the materialism of it, we can sort of say, well, just no gifts. But I think for me, giving a gift is actually a really important social interaction, especially when it's handmade. If you've been listening to the podcast, then you know that I think knitting is an opportunity to meditate, to cultivate joy and gratitude, among other things. It's an opportunity for mindfulness. And when we are spending our time knitting or creating something for another person, it's also an opportunity to meditate on them. We're thinking about them when we choose the fiber and the color and the pattern. We're thinking about whether or not it will fit them, whether they will like it. And I often find that as I'm knitting something for someone, I'm just thinking about them. I'm holding them in my thoughts, either intentionally or unintentionally, you know, wondering, oh, are they going to like this? Is this going to fit them? And I'm often, it often brings me to thinking about the ways that I love them or why I'm grateful for having them in my life. And I really do think that all of that energy and love and support is imbued in the object itself that we offer them. There are so many people that I have in my life that I'm grateful for that I couldn't possibly knit something for all of them. And that's where other little projects come in. And I I find that creativity breeds creativity. So, you know, there's so many ways to find your creative self in this season. And maybe that's making Christmas cards or cookies or ornaments or some other small token that you can pass out to all the many people who touch your life. I think last year or the year before, uh, I made a hand salve out of um, beeswax and oils and essential oils. And I may make tamari almonds this year as an alternative to to the sugar rush that people tend to give out. I find that doing this instead of purchasing things for too many people does a lot of things for me and my family. It gives me and my children a meaningful activity to do together. So the last couple weeks we've been spending making Christmas cards in various stages of um, painting and stamping, and we haven't gotten to writing any yet. We haven't finished them. It allows us to thoughtfully acknowledge the many people in our lives that we appreciate. It sets a new cultural, cultural standard that maybe isn't the norm of thoughtfulness over materialism. And I think that's really important because if if we or you or I don't like the materialism of the holiday, um, doing something that doesn't celebrate materialism or or just add to that is important. If you don't like it, then then start to change it. And the the last thing I want to mention is that it sets an example for my children. It teaches them that there is value in handmade and that we shouldn't do something like spending money on gifts simply because others are particularly when it isn't financially healthy for us to do so. And I think that's not just an example for my children either. I think it's an example for other people around me who might be struggling with the same thing. 
perhaps that it starts to open the, the gates to not spending money on on people when we don't have that money and starts to just open the gates to say it's okay to just have a small token of a card or whatever that says, I care about you and I'm thinking about you. As I'm talking about gift knitting, I wanted to touch on the fact that all gift making is not equal, which is to say that if you approach making gifts with an attitude of I have to or it's what's expected of me, then perhaps it's time to take a break from something that has become less than joyful. I bring this up because I am personally guilty of stressfully trying to finish a knitted gift simply because I'm expected to give someone a gift. And I've seen others time and time again do the same thing. I think the attitude with which we approach any kind of gift giving, handmade or not, is more important than what we are giving. This is maybe perhaps more of a complex topic, as it certainly it will be so individual for everyone, and also different in different seasons and years. Some years I find myself joyfully making for everyone in my life, while others I can't seem to get excited about any gift giving. I think it's okay to be honest with yourself about that and your loved ones. Perhaps some years, if you have less of yourself and your resources to give, it's okay. We don't need to live up to any set standard, and perhaps having things look a little different from year to year only makes it more special when someone does get a hand-knit scarf from us. Lastly, I wanted to suggest one more thing. At some point in the next week or two, I'll be taking a little social media break. I will delete Instagram and email from my phone and sign off completely in order to enjoy time with my family. I find that social media breaks are essential to my mental health. Social media is something that can really make me start to question my own life or choices as I look into other people's perfect moments even if I wasn't questioning them before. It might be one more trap that catches us up in this season and makes us start to think that we need to shop or have something other than what we have. It's a deep topic. There's a lot of research out in the world about social media, and it's one that could certainly be a whole episode, a whole podcast, really. But I thought it worth mentioning. It's something I will be choosing to do later this month, Uh, And it might be something that helps you in this season as well. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic, as well as the podcast as a whole. You can pop into the Thread and Ladle Ravelry group to chime in on the conversation. You can also leave a review on iTunes, which helps other listeners find me and it helps support the Thread and Ladle podcast. And I am so grateful to those of you who have already done that. Lastly, I wanted to leave you with this quote for today. You give but little when you give of your possessions. It's when you give of yourself that you truly give. That's by Khalil Gibran, the prophet. Thank you for joining me today on the Thread and Ladle podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to be notified when new episodes are posted or when I publish new knitting patterns, you can sign up for my email list at threadandladle.com newsletter. You can also find me on Ravelry and on Instagram under the handle at threadandladle. Until next time, may you find joy and creativity in your days.